Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hi, welcome back to the Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show. It is Sunday, May 31st. We're wrapping up the month of May in 2020. It's hard to believe how quick this year has gone by so far. <laughs> it's been a crazy year. I don't need to tell everybody out there what's going on in this world. It's just outrageous. But we're here for the next two hours or maybe 90 minutes because I do have to go to my real job tonight and get to work. Uh, but we'll be playing, you know, all the classic 80s like we always do week after week. It's just music tonight. We have no guests. Kevin Gucci from Phantom X and of Gods and Monsters is supposed to be on tonight's show, uh, but he had to cancel. And, you know, I guess if I didn't call his people to find out last night that he wasn't going to be on today, we would have been waiting two hours for nobody to call in. That's what pisses me off about this show. I understand, you know, things happen. The interview was set up like a month ago, and I understand life, you know, gets in the way and something might have come up that you can't be on the show tonight, but at least have the decency to call when you know that you can't be on the show. And let me know. Don't let, leave me hanging. If I didn't just happen to email his press person unless I just remind him about the interview, they would have never told me. I would have been sitting here at 6.30, 7 o'clock, 7.30, waiting from the call in, and we would have never got a phone call. That's what I hate about people in this business that do stuff like that. If you can't be on the show, you got to cancel for I mean, that's fine. That's life. Just pick up the goddamn phone, send an email, a text, a message. There's 14,000 ways of communicating today. Send up a smoke signal. Just let me know. Don't leave me hanging. If I knew a few days ago, I would have had time to book another guest. But I found out late last night, and the one or two people I had waiting in the wings were busy today. So we're flying solo here. All music tonight. That's life. What can we do, right? But sometimes that's good, too, because sometimes, you know, we have two guests on, three guests on, and the whole show is talking and interviews, and we don't get to the music. So we'll catch up on all that tonight. We do have a few new tunes again on tonight from albums just being released or already just released. So we'll do that as time goes by. We started off tonight with Hellstar. Towards the unknown, some classic music. I remember getting that record when it first came out. Still have it in my collection till today. Uh, Hellstar just signed about a month or two ago to Massacre Records. So I'm hoping that maybe 2020 we'll see a new album by the band. I think it was Vampiro that came out in 2016. So it's been about four years since we had new music from the guys. Maybe we'll get lucky and we'll have something this year. I'm going to reach out to James O'Larry. And I'll see if I get them on the show, uh, you know, maybe next month. And we'll talk more about what's happening with the group. So we'll see what happens with that. All right, we're going to keep the music flowing here. How about a little Jack Pan? No, no, I'm going to save Jack Panzer for later. I already had a couple of songs I wanted to get to. We're going to try to play some longer songs tonight because, you know, we always get the three-minute ones on because we have a lot of guests. So we'll do some of the lengthier ones. How about we do a little Virgin Steel? We'll go back to the early days of the band. Here's the Redeemer.
Taste of Vine with Love and Pain. That comes off the band's debut record from 1984, Resurrection. I've had Mark and Lorraine on the show a couple of times. They were always fun to talk to. Uh, Mark sent me out a CD of like some unreleased stuff that they had uh, put out. They didn't put it out at the time. I believe some of those songs wound up on the Taste of Vine record from 2017 that they put out uh, after they reunited. But he gave me like the original copies, I guess, that were put out back in the 80s on their own stuff. So uh, they were a really good band. I always liked them. Hopefully we'll get new music by them pretty soon, too. Right before that, Sinful with You Gotta Rock. I hooked up uh, Heaven and Hell Records with the guitar play from Sinful. And uh, Jeremy is going to remaster and re-release the debut album by the band. I believe there's going to be some unreleased tracks on there, uh, some live tracks. And I think there's some demo tracks that were redone, or maybe they weren't released themselves. Uh, it's going to be a great album. Heaven and Hell always puts out really good releases, so I'm looking forward to that. It's funny because I can't even get the guitar player to come onto the show when I call him up to come on. So I'm going to have to go through Jeremy to get him on after I got him for Jeremy. But uh, we'll probably have him on sometime next month. I do believe the album is set for release sometime in July. I have to check and let you know for sure, but it's going to be a great one. And we kicked off the start of that set with Virgin Steel with The Redeemer. Nothing like those early days of Virgin Steel. The first two or three records. Then after that, it kind of got a little long in the tooth with like these big opus, you know, these records that were just 500 songs long. (laughs) You know, parts going in and out. All this operatic stuff. You know, I miss the early days of the band when they were just a great metal band, you know. And I know David tried to get back to that a little bit with the last record, uh, but it's kind of gone to me. The magic is gone. I still enjoy them, but I'll take those early records any day of the week. All right, we're going to keep the I think this is the first time in probably two or three years that we actually have a show with no guest on. I can't believe it, you know. Uh, we lost Kevin last night. Well, I shouldn't have said we lost, not like he died, but we lost the interview last night. He couldn't make it, and we didn't have time to refill the spot. But uh, we have plenty of guests coming up for June, and we'll get to those guests starting next week. I just saw the other day that Bruce Kulick passed away, 70 years old. We had Bruce on the show last year uh, when he had his debut uh, solo record out. Maybe it was the year before that. I don't even remember anymore. And Bruce was a little fresh with me because he was upset that uh, – we kept losing the connection, having a hard time getting through to each other. But you know what happens? Interviews get set up. Bands have said, you know what? Your time slot is 12 o'clock, 12.20. Oh, Bob Kulik. I'm sorry. Did I say Bruce Kulik? I meant to say Bob Kulik. Yeah, I think I said Bruce, right? Well, Bruce and Bob have been been fighting for the last couple of years over bullshit, in my opinion. Money and T-shirts and all this other crap. I bet they regret that they didn't uh, patch it up before this happened. Because you never know when somebody you care about love is going to die. But, you know, Bob was a good guy. It's just that he wasn't happy about what happened the last time. He let it be known on the show. Even though I was a gentleman and I cut out all the stuff he said to me before the interview. And I wouldn't let people hear what he said. It wasn't very nice. But things like that happen. You know, I get it. Interviews are set up by press people. They're like, your spot is 12 o'clock. The next guy is at 1220. The next guy is at 1240. And it goes off 8, 9, 10, 12 hours a day where these guys are doing interviews. And I get if you're in the middle of the day or the end of the day, these artists are tired because they've been asking the same questions over and over again. And nobody adheres to the interview schedule. When I'm told that my interview is from 12 o'clock to 1220, I never go past my time because I try to show that kind of respect for the next guy waiting to do his interview because everybody goes over by five minutes. By the time you get to the end of the day, you're waiting an hour past your interview time for these guys to call in. And half the time, you don't know if they're actually going to call you or not because you don't really talk to them or set it up with them. It's through other people. So that's what happened with uh, Bob, and things kind of got messed up, and he wasn't happy about it. But he's in heaven right now, so let him rest. That's all we can say. All right, let's get to 
Maybe we'll do the new music right now. I got a whole bunch of new music to get to. Maybe we'll do that first, and we'll jump back into some of the classic stuff. Siren, Back from the Dead, a brand new record. What has it been, about three decades since the band's had an album out? We're going to get a song off for that. Scroll Keeper, who are going to be on the show, I think, in two weeks on Father's Day, Sunday. And then maybe we'll do some brand new Poltergeist right after that. So here you go, Siren, Back from the Dead.
that was a great set of brand new music. Poltergeist. The only two original members left in that band are Andre, uh, the singer, and Viola, the guitar player. Uh, but the new record sounds great. Feather of Truth. Pick it up if you can right before that. Scroll Keeper with the Auto de Fe. They'll be on the show on the 21st. And we kicked off that set with Brand New Siren, Back from the Dead. They sound better than ever. And I'll have to get them back on the show, too. There's a lot of people we have to get to. Uh, so uh, it's going to take a little time, but we will do it. All right, right now, let's connect Kenny Pierce from PiercingMetal.com. Kenny, how are you, my friend? Hey, Cheese. It's, it's good to be uh, just giving you a quick chat to say hello. Man, what a time! And and thanks for thanks for keeping the metal fires burning, man. I I don't get to check in as much as I would like because it's it's just chaos doing this all by myself. But when I check in, you are still freaking firing on all cylinders, which is awesome. And we're trying, man. We're trying. I, I know for a, a man who covers the metal scene, you know, inside and out from top to bottom. With the coronavirus taking hold of everything for the last almost three months now, you know, it kind of puts a dent in the concert scene and everything that you do. So, I mean, and I know you, you have plenty going on because you just don't focus on the metal scene. It's comics, it's pop culture, it's everything you do. But everything yeah, is kind of on hold right now, so how does that work for you? So what it does for me is it, it, it makes me get back into the conventional review aspect of things, uh, which yeah. is good because, you know, if you look at um, – and this is public knowledge from them, so it's not a slight. If you look online, like people were saying at Revolver, oh, Revolver, you're not doing reviews anymore. And he says, no, nobody's doing reviews anymore. It's like, what? We're <laughs> okay. Let yeah. me do some reviews <laughs> because if nobody's doing them anymore, all the all the more reason to do them. Um, what's been so? It was a slow start with this virus because uh, everybody didn't know what was going to happen, and and I was gauging my own plans against what I was seeing bands do. You know, I was uh, I was supposed to see Insomnium, the the Finnish band. And uh, the the band pretty much got to the States, played a show in Philadelphia, and then were sent home the next day with a 29-date tour canceled. And I said, wow. this, is not off to a, this is not off to a good start. And then the steamroller happened. Now, you know, everybody gets frustrated. They say, oh, well, you know, maybe it'll be over by May. But then you see guys like Bon Jovi and, and Journey. Okay, yes, not metal bands at all. But these are guys that have three- and four-month tour runs that aren't even beginning until July. And when they cancel it, you just start to say, okay, is 2020 over as far as live music goes? Maybe. So Yeah, I, mean, I, I have to agree with you. I mean, because, you know, you're seeing some of the cities and states open up again, and, you know, for local bands that want to play, you know, that might be an option. But when you are a touring band, then you have to go across the country, and New York is still closed, Connecticut is closed, maybe Washington is open. How do you do that? It's almost impossible to put anything right. together. You're certain right, of where because, you're going. Because as you must know, all right, yeah, you play, you play, the, you play the minor uh, regions. And I say minor regions because, you know, New York is called the major market, as we always used to joke about. And uh, so you know, if, if you're not aiming towards the major market where you know you're going to make the most money on your tour and you can't come here, it's almost pointless to do the other shows because you're not going to make any money at those, you know. Um, so that's where it's tricky. Uh there was a big Live Nation guy 
talking on MSNBC, and I had asked I had asked their people if there was an official statement about this because I felt the I felt the commentary was really in depth, and he was talking to um, I guess it was CNBC. It was a video log. And he said he didn't see concerts coming back until spring of 2021, if not longer. Now this is a this is the guy who's in charge of 40,000 shows a year. Yeah. So yeah. you gotta you gotta take his word. And um, I think you might have heard this from a lot of people, though they're asking, can live music survive? Y- you can't answer that at this point. It's definitely a tough question because, you know, you'll see bands like Priest and Maiden and ACDC and bands at that level that can survive just like it's nothing because the money they've made, the money they make from all their other endeavors keeps them going. But you have middle-of-the-road bands. I mean, like a band like Metallica is not going to suffer, but a band like Exodus, yeah, I know, a band like Overkill, bands who, like, you know, still do this for a living and make the money by performing live, because there is nothing in the albums anymore. Those are the bands no. that are suffering, and I don't know how many of those bands could actually survive going another year without bringing in income outside of selling a few T-shirts. No, no, and then when you see when you see venues like St. Vitus, uh, where we've gone a few times over the years, saying that, okay, we're doing a Kickstarter so we can open up whenever we're allowed to open up, um, you know, it's like, can we lose St. Vitus? I mean, B.B. King's closed, not because of the virus, but they closed last year. Yeah. And then the PlayStation Theater closed at the beginning of the year. Uh, uh, Webster Hall came back, but as two, as one venue instead of three. Uh, so, you know, what are we doing? You know, what are we doing when all these venues are going away? And now we have this, this uh, virus that's uh, really changed the way we think. I mean, as a photographer who's in a photo pit, I am not too certain I want to be in front of 500 kids that are yelling at me and, the, you know, the stuff going out. It's just it's, it's gross to say it like that. But, um, you know, I'm in front of people screaming and yelling, and if this is a virus that's transmitted by people <laughs> yelling and talking, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know where I, what I want to do. Do I want I, to get I a hazmat suit? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, for some for somebody who, you know, probably goes to more shows and is in more venues in one week that I'll go to in a whole year because that's what you do for a living. I mean, yeah. when this thing does pass by and, and, and the clubs are allowed to open again and the venues can open, whether it's a small place like St. Vice that holds maybe 100, 150 people to maybe a Gramercy where you have maybe a thousand you could fit in there, even that. I mean, where do you see concerts going in the future? Because you will have people that just, you know, they're very afraid. You know, there's like, listen, I don't want to be in a group right now, like you were just saying, because you, you, are they going to limit the amount that people can bands afford to go out if they say, well, you know what, even though this venue holds 500, we're only going to allow 200 in. And, you know, listen, well, band, you and I know, we go to a lot of shows in New York. Sometimes you can't get 25 people to come to a club that holds 100. There's, there's been tours like that. We've, we've seen how many times have we gone to a show and we thought we were going to be packed out the door and we're like yeah. one of 25 people in the room. And it's like, where is everybody? There's, did nobody else get the memo? Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and half but, industry. Um, <laughs> it's like, hey, what's going on here? Does, are we the only ones that like these guys? So, um, I mean, it's 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 pretty crazy it's like you know when i feel bad for i do feel bad bad for bands like priest because you know priest came through uh the last time they came through they played smaller smaller venues and it's like this is judas priest for god's sakes i remember seeing them at the at, at the at the madison square garden you know and uh and but bands like that aren't playing madison square garden all the time anymore it's it's the maidens like you said it's the metallicas and um 
those guys won't suffer. They'll have a ding in their in their itinerary, and they'll they have a, a a whole shit ton of stuff to release that they'll just keep putting out, and fans will buy it. But not everybody is in the same boat. So can a venue open and have half capacity? Let's use Gramercy Theater. Gramercy Theater holds about six fifty, I guess, right? Yeah, around there, yeah. Can can they open up and run the place and pay the bills for the landlord of New York City with 300 people only? And once you're in that room, are you going to have those people not on top of each other? You know? And, and, and can a band lower their guarantee to the point where uh, a 300-room place that they, oh, I bring, we always play for 1,000 people. We can only play for 300 now. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a lot of it's a lot of questions. We just have to keep positive, and and hope for the very best. I mean, um, yeah. I think we're 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 more over the hump with this than we were a month ago. But every week is different, you know. That, that's true. Different. And I like like Eamon just mentioned in the chat. He says, you know, what about travel issues? Because like right now, Florida. You know, if you come from New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, I think Louisiana, you have to be on the 14-day quarantine. Hawaii has a quarantine. I know that's not going to last forever. Somewhere down the road, maybe in a month or two, right. that'll start easing up. But how does a band come into Florida to play a show and say, well, we got to sit in your hotel room for 14 days before right. you that's go not, play and for that's 45 not gonna work. And that's And what ends up happening with that is bands leave those states off the touring run. And again, when you leave anything off a touring run, you're losing money because it's a, it's a place to make the money, right? So, you know, you're counting on the shirts and the, you know, the band is not getting all that ticket money. That's going to the promoter and have, you know, so the band has a fee. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a crazy time. I am getting tired of of posting this tour just got canceled. And then I have, <laughs> you know, I have, um, I have to be, I guess, an in, in What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a proper journalist, and I, I'm not going to post that a, sh- that a tour is canceled until I see it on paper, because I don't want to hear from anybody and saying, how could you dare type that this is canceled before it's, befi- before it's official? I'd say, oh, I'm sorry, my entire state is closed. Is the event still happening? You know? <laughs> <laughs> you almost, yeah. almost want to ask questions like that. I was telling I was telling one of my one of my Finnish uh friends he's in a band and they were coming and I said uh, uh any idea what's going to be the case with you guys he says we're still waiting to hear I says okay well the mayor closed the city today I said your show is in a month I said I would look into that and he's like ah oh. he goes we're playing it day by day here but it doesn't look like it anymore and of course it wasn't it would it would end up being canceled like the rest of them um but again, another another one of these bands coming from far away with a 25, 35 date run, you know, here for th- here for two and a half months, um, and that's bad for that's bad for the metal scene, you know. Like the the pop scene is not going to suffer too much. They have a lot more financial resources by them. But our music is is really rooted in the underground, so. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of the bands have to think more outside the box. But how are you holding up? I, you know, I'm holding up pretty good. We're all healthy and safe here, so that's always a good thing, you know. And we're just, you know, hanging out on a Sunday night playing music. But we're going to end the show this September. After 12 years, I'm going to call it a day. So we're going to wrap you it up in a few more months. You are calling it a day, okay. Yeah, Is you know. Party? 
there's the so party? many shows out there right now, and you know, I'm just one of you know a million. We we don't get the amount of listeners we used to like we did a few years ago. We used to get ten thousand a week, but now to maybe two or three now. It's getting harder and harder. Plus, I gotta be honest with you, I'm tired of dealing with a lot of people in this industry. I give you all the credit in the world because you deal with so many people at so many different levels. I'm just so sick of dealing with a lot of these people. It 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 takes it takes some uh, some tenure with your head. You know, it's like I'm not gonna. It's I've gotten to the point where you can work with me or you cannot work with me. And if you don't think the word is good. Or, or the vibe is good, then you carry on, and I'm going to keep doing this with other people that I know. Um, and that's that's really, you know, it's not breaking the laws of, of publicity. It's just, uh, it's like, hey, well, you work with that new blog that started yesterday as opposed to somebody who's been here for 15 years. You know, we just, I'm proud to say that Piercing Metal hit 15 years last month, which I is know, pretty it's amazing. cool. Absolutely. I mean, it's pretty cool to have a website be 15 years. You know, when magazines are pretty much all gone, you have a handful of them, and you know where you find them anyway nowadays. So, but uh, yeah, maybe you'll change your mind come that time. You know, you'll get that you'll get that call from Rob Halford. It'll be like, please, please, we don't want to see we don't want to see you go. I've been contemplating this for the last two years. You know, last year we cut down, like, you know, to three shows a month instead of four. And I just, you know, I'm getting ready to retire at the end of next year. I have a granddaughter now who I spend a lot of time yeah, with. And, you know, it's a, people, you know what it's like? What we do, you know, people, like, oh, read one of your articles. Say, all right, he wrote a nice little article over there. Must have spent ten minutes on that. They don't see the hours and hours and hours of work that you put into getting that article out there. The editing, the writing, all the interviews, the things you had to do to get that out there. They think, like, what you do is just what they see for those five minutes that they're on screen. Or the hour or two I do. They don't realize how many countless hours go in behind everything to make that little thing that they're reading happen or seeing happen. Well, you know, Cheese, uh, you're 100% right on that. And, um, you know, you said, well, there's a lot of other radio shows. And that's that's what happens. I mean, this is I, – I was helping a blogger with uh, their own website. It's a lifestyle brand. And uh, I was telling them, by the way, I says, you know that there's 1.9 billion of us online doing websites. And uh, she was blown away by that. And I said, so ever, you know, whenever you think you're going to give up, I said, know that you're probably doing a lot more than a lot of these other uh, things are. And, you know, you've, you have provided an indelible service with uh, the Heavy Metal Mayhem radio show. And uh, I, will, uh, I, will, I will mourn its passing when it goes, finally. But I don't think it's going to happen yet, you know, because Kiss is still going to come back. Ozzy says he's going to come back and <laughs> play more shows. I, I, but I swore once I announced I wasn't going to do this show no more, I wasn't going to pull the Scorpions or an Ozzy or a Black Sabbath or any other band and say, you know what, <laughs> I we're still, coming back I still now. have a feeling Sabbath's going to come back after all these <laughs> things. Over there. So, you know, Tony Iommi just said, I have a lot of music that I'm getting ready to come out with and release. You never know. Will it be Sabbath stuff again? Who the hell knows? But Ozzy, you know, I mean. Ozzy, I heard, is pretty sick. I mean, you know, not you know, he's on death's door, but he's got a lot of medical issues right now. So, uh, who knows? I, I think, mean, these guys are in the seventh. Right. I think Ozzy. I think Ozzy does not tour anymore. I don't want to see Ozzy tour anymore. And I know that sounds 
terrible to say. So, somebody said to me once, oh, you call yourself a metalhead, you want these guys to retire. I said, yes, because I want them to enjoy the fruits of their labors. I would love Ozzy to become a spokesperson for metal. I would love Ayami to become more of a spokesperson for metal. And the same with Halford, but Priest is on a bit of a high again. You know, everybody's suddenly yeah, rallying yeah. behind Priest after a couple of years where people were like, oh, Priest, that's old man's music. Get out of here with that stuff. Priest is still kick-ass no matter what you do. Um, and uh, and they've been bringing around... This This tour was exciting for me, and it's it's obviously not happening either, even though nobody's really said anything because it's September, and tours into September seem to be canceled. So, you know, they were bringing around yeah. Sabaton. They were bringing around Sabaton, who I love Sabaton. That would have been a great show. I mean, it'll probably happen, but like I said, next year. I mean, I think Molly Krug is supposed to be making an announcement this week because they swore up until like a week ago that that tour with Death Leopard and Poison was still taking place. I think now... You know, they're going to say that it's postponed. Nobody wants to cancel because I guess you got to offer a refund. So everything is being well, postponed. Yes. And the other thing the other thing that's important to know is a lot of bands haven't said anything is because there's like an insurance liability involved too. You know, So these guys have money invested as well. And unless they get told you can't do this, they're going to lose a piece of that cake. And it's not really fair to lose – a substantial amount of money when it's really not your fault. You, these guys want to tour. Motley Crue is back because they want the money. You know, um, Def Leppard does not need Motley Crue and Poison and Joan Jett to fill um, a stadium. They really don't. But, Absolutely no. Um, but they're going to do it. And and so you know, these guys. It's not. It's not like oh, okay. Well, Joe Elliott, you know, screwed off and got drunk last night and he's hung over. He can't play tonight and he canceled the show. This is this is the government saying nope, too dangerous, you know, yeah. and that and that's where it gets and that's where it gets. But the fans have to, the fans have to really let go of anything that they were planning on doing this year. I think because I don't think anything is going to happen. Um, you know, we you said I do a lot of lifestyle things, and I do, and I and I I was gauging my big events for that when I saw that the auto show was canceled in full, and I'm predicting that Comic Con can't happen either because you're talking about a space of the Javits with 175,000 people in and out of it a day. That's not going to happen. They can't. Yeah, that's humongous. Comic Con is humongous. People don't realize how big of an event that is in every state that it goes through. Right, you're gonna you're gonna take a temperature of 150,000 people every day. <laughs> hey, well, I think Disney I got World a new is job. doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Give me five dollars each, I'll take their temperature. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, like I said, all this will pass in time. You know, it's just all fresh right now, and it pairs. Just like you were saying before, but you know, you don't want to see Ozzy touring, and I get why. You know, but, you know, I say we're lucky enough because we were there when all of these guys were in their prime, and we saw them in their heyday doing what they do best. And when I see a lot of them now, I'm like, it's kind of sad. And I feel bad for them because some of them don't need the money. They don't need to be doing this. I guess they want to do it because it makes them feel like they're relevant and young. But when I see Ozzy up on stage these days, I'm like, he should not be up there. He just he, he just can't do it. And I saw Mickey D from Motorhead did an interview where he was saying, you know, watching Lemmy the last couple of years, you know, when we were out playing, you could see him deteriorating slowly. And he wasn't the same Lemmy that we knew. You know, nope. but he got up on stage and he gave it a hundred percent. But you know, we only see that album on stage where he's just out there, like probably holding it back just to give you a performance. But his friends and band they see him deteriorating at a, you know at a slow pace, and that's hard to watch. Yeah, it was terrible. It's it was terrible to see that because I watched. I, I saw the last New York uh, show that he did out in Jones Beach, 
and Phil walked over and held his arm up at one point. Wow. And I was like, I said, this isn't good. You know, this isn't good. He died two months or three months later from that, from that time. But, uh, but listen, hey, uh, let me let you get back to the metal because that's what people want to hear. This. They're not looking for this McNeil Lera report of, uh, <laughs> of the scene, <laughs> you know. But uh, thanks, as always, for being my friend in metal and in real life. And please, anybody that's interested in my website, go to Facebook, go to Twitter, go to Instagram, and, of course, the World Wide Web. And, cheese, you keep rocking. You too, my friend. Keep piercing metal going for as long as you can. It's all I got to look forward to these days. I will until the eventual wife says, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you take I'm care, my kidding. friend. It's great having you back on again. Thanks, brother. See you again. Bye. Take care, Ken. Bye-bye. All right, Mr. Ken Pierce from piercingmetal.com. Like Kenny says, you can find him anywhere on the Internet, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and his own website, piercingmetal.com. Go and check it out. All right, we're going to get back to the music here. Where did I leave off? We just did a set of new music, Siren, Scrollkeeper, Poltergeist. We're going to go into a demo tape now by a band called Highlight. These were three brothers out of, I want to say, was Sweden or Switzerland. I can't even remember right now. <laughs> I completely lost track, but I think it was Switzerland. Uh, no, Sweden they came out of. Three brothers, they put out two demo tapes and then disappeared for good after that. I've been trying to find them. I think I found one of them on Facebook, but there's like no link to anything musical with him. And I hate emailing like, you know, guys on Facebook saying, listen, were you the guy in this band? They're like, no, but the name is like a very unique name. So if someone else had that same name, you know, I would say, okay, maybe, but I, I think it has to be him. So I'm going to try one more time and see if I get in touch with him and then maybe get him on the show because I love these two demo tapes. They weren't the best sound of quality, but that's the way music was. Back in the 80s, most of these bands recorded on a 4-track or an 8-track. And, you know, you got what you got. You hope for a record one day. Sometimes it came, sometimes it didn't. But here's Highlight with Rape and Plunder. Fire the 
Jag Panza with License to Kill. That is definitely one of my all-time favorite records. The Ample Destruction record from way back in 1984. I remember picking up a copy of that in Zigzag Records after seeing the album cover on the wall. That's how we did most of our record shopping back then before Kerrang! really started going big with the metal and Metal Forces came out. We just look for really cool album covers and, and pick them up. I actually had the EP before that once. I kind of knew a little bit about the band. when the They call it, a, I don't know, they gave it so many different names over the years, every time it was re-released, but it was just a Jack Panzer EP back in 1983. And Ample Destruction, definitely one of my top ten favorite records of all time. They're still putting out music. The Deviant Court came out in 2017, so it's been about three years since we had new music by Jack Panzer. Uh, definitely a change in sound compared to the old days. I mean, I think Dissident Alliance was probably the last record that had anything kind of familiar with the old Jack Panzer sound. By the time they got to the Fourth Judgment and the Age of Mastery and Saint of the Throne and Mechanized Warfare and Chain of Command and Casting the Stones and the Scourge of Light, they were definitely a different sounding band, but still killer. Mark Brody, one of the best guitar players out there, one of the most underrated in my opinion. And Mark's been on the show many times over the years. All right, we're going to keep the music flowing here. we got about another half hour or so. We're going to wrap it up here tonight. Rob Halford finally coming out with his autobiography, Confess. It'll be out this September. That should be pretty interesting. I got about halfway through the K.K. Downing book, and that was, wasn't bad. Uh, but then the John Zazula one came in. The Johnny Z book came out about Megaforce, and I jumped onto that. And I never really got back to the K.K. Downing. I did the same thing with the book, uh, with the Diamond Head book. I have to get back to Brian Tatler's book also. I'm halfway through both of them. Uh, so hopefully soon I will, then we'll talk about it. And, we'll, and uh, we'll get them on the show again. And we'll talk about those books. Uh, Man of War 40th Anniversary Tour taking place, I guess, next year. You know, when Man of War does a world tour, it's usually three cities in Germany. Uh, they get to see them, and that's about it. So if you get to see them on their final retirement ending tour two years ago, you get to see them again on the 40th anniversary tour. Uh, that's what I was talking about with Ken before, too, and bands talk about retiring, and they just go out there, and they give you those final tours. You pay a fortune for tickets and merchandise. They disappear for three years, and then they reunite again. You know, Kiss have done it. The Scorpions have done it. Motley Crue is about to do it, but you can bet the announcement this week is going to be that the tour has been postponed to cancel because there's no way – they can go out and play the shows that they're playing in the cities they are with everybody being kind of shut down and locked down and these venues aren't going to be open for them. So it's going to happen with the Megadeth Tour too, even though they won't say that it's going to be canceled, but it will be postponed. I know uh, Thrust is going to be on the show, I think, the last Sunday of the month, and they wanted to come on to talk about the tour with Russ the Boss in Europe in September. And I'm like, they have to know that that tour is not going to take place, uh, but they're still out there promoting it, so we will see what happens. All right, now we got to get back to Agent Steel. I, I don't know what, what I was looking the other day, but I saw something that they're playing at a festival. Let me see if I got this right, because I, I really never heard of this festival. It's called Skulls of Metal. I believe it's in a – it must be somewhere in South America. I'm not really too sure because I've never heard of it, but I think this is like the 19th or the 20th one that they've had. So I don't know why I haven't heard of this one before, but they've got Agent Steel on the bill. I don't know if they have not heard what Agent Steel has done with every other festival show that they are a part of. Or if they think they're going to be the lucky ones to get them there and, you know, have them play, we'll see what happens. The album was coming out, not coming out, postponed, coming out, not coming out, postponed. And it's just like everything else Agent Steel does, you know what I mean? So if they think they're going to get them there, I hope it happens, but I don't see it happening. I know last year, I think it was the Courts of Chaos Festival was canceled, and the promoter of that was talking to their uh, promotion company. They hired a company called Prime Eon Media to take on, like, you know, their promotion and, and booking their shows for them. That lasted about a month. 
There was a big announcement by Prime Neon in April that said, you know, we'll represent Agent Steel and we're setting up these tours and, you know, getting ready to release the record. And then about a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago, they announced that the partnership with Agent Steel was over. So that didn't even last a full month. And they threw in the towel on Agent Steel. So I'm not sure, like, you know, what's going to happen, but... I, you know, if Agent Steel doesn't show up for this festival, the Skulls of Metal Festival, I have to say the promoters got what they deserve because they've seen them cancel on every other show that they've been a part of, whether it was a, a tour or a festival. They keep backing out and canceling. It's time after time again. And, you know, Agent Steel's, you know, they just blame everybody else and everything around them. They canceled up, uh, what was it, Up the Hammers or the one before that? I think it was Up the Hammers. I don't even remember the last one they canceled. They've done it so many times uh, because they were butthurt by what somebody another band said about them. I mean, you know, so I, who knows? We'll see what happens. But nothing's ever good with those guys. So that's just the way it goes. All right, let me see here. You know what? I think we have new music by Gravedigger, too. I don't think I got that on before. No, I didn't. All right, let's hear some brand new Gravedigger, Union of the Crown.
Mexico back in the 80s with Megaton Baja Control. All right, we're going to wrap it up here tonight. One more song. We'll be back next Sunday night. We got a full schedule for the month of June. I just have one or two of my guests that I have to confirm. But uh, next uh, Sunday night on the 7th, Call Kennedy of the Rods. Call's got a solo band, Kennedy. His new record is out right now. Warrior, we'll be talking to him all about that. And Jack Russell from Jack Russell's Great White. So don't forget to tune in next Sunday night. I will see you guys then. How about we wrap it up with some August and down the motorway. We'll send us out to Dave for his birthday today. Happy birthday, Dave. Take care, everybody. Have a great week, and I will see you next Sunday night. Good night, everyone.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.